night, Kolkata and India grieved the senseless death of a young man, Shadipta Gupta, just 22 years old, member of the State Committee of the Left Student Federation in Kolkata, who last evening at 6 o'clock died. He was protesting earlier against the delay in student elections in the state. An accident, a tragedy, said the Chief Minister. No innocent person should die. He was beaten to death, says Shadipto's family. Her sister says she wants a CBI probe into Shadipto's death. The left, a judicial probe. They said there's total anarchy in the state. Why was the Chief Minister at the IPL when this was happening? But tonight, it's not the political claims that are important. It's finding the truth of what happened to Shadipto. His family is owed at least that much. A tragedy there in Kolkata. But let's go across first uh, to Sitaram Yechuri, whom I spoke to earlier this evening. Mr. Yechuri, a time of grief, a grief which really goes beyond political divisions. We've seen the crowds out in the streets in Kolkata this evening for Yang Shadipto's funeral. Yet, we've seen the political back and forth as well. We've seen uh, left leader Biman Bose say, why was the chief minister at the IPL opening ceremony yesterday? Should this be an occasion to make political capital for the left or for any political party? Well, uh, you see, the point is, uh, first of all, uh, what, I'll, uh, what should be understood is that there is an outpouring of grief. This is a tragedy of an, uh, I mean, unparalleled proportion that Calcutta has not seen in recent years. brings back memories of the 60s and 70s, which many of that generation are still alive. They don't want their children to go through. And this is something that is completely unacceptable and in human terms. So I think the, the outpouring is an expression of that. Secondly, the political capital being made out of this, this is most uh, unfortunate uh, comments that are coming through. Because, you see, one is the tragedy, I mean, it's a bright young spark, I mean, we know this boy. I mean, he's he had a very bright future, not only for himself, but to contribute to the country. And if these are the sort of uh, people who are losing their lives in this sort of a manner, this is something that is just not simply acceptable. So I think the moral of the story is Calcutta has risen in the true reflection of its humanism. And, and it is, it is a, 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 a city which has a very high level of uh, humanitarian considerations and, and I think it is reacted in that way. But uh, Mr. Yachuri, when the, uh, the left has been alleging that this uh, young boy was murdered by the police, do you have proof behind those claims? Or is it just adding really to the tension and to the grief of a family at this point? Do you actually have proof of police brutality? The post-mortem report is out, which we have a copy of, uh, which we have details of, which says that there were severe injuries before his death. You see, the point is not the proof of who saw what or what is the footage, etc. Here has been a tragic killing, killing, I would say. Now, the police has a version which I find very incredulous. I mean, it, has, it is something that, is, as far as I am concerned, is completely unsustainable. Now, the point is, the police says that if they are right, if the state government says they are right, mm -hmm. and if people don't believe it, the answer is only one way. The, that answer is, let there be a judicial inquiry. If what the police is saying is true, then the inquiry will show it. Then why are they why are they shying away from a judicial inquiry? Right, I'm going to come back again to you, but let me go across now live uh, to Derek O'Brien of the Trinamool Congress who joins us. Derek O'Brien, uh, I spoke to Mr. Sitaram actually earlier. He heard what he said. He said, 
Why is the state government shying away from a judicial inquiry that will actually answer the questions raised by those hundreds of young people we saw out on the streets today? Derek, can you hear me? Derek, can you hear me? This is Sonia from the Delhi studio. I think there's a problem with uh, Derek's line. We hope to get him back in uh, five minutes. But let me just go back to that interview with uh, Mr. Yechuri. Mr. Yechuri, why aren't you happy with a state probe? In, in fact, when I talk about politics, isn't that part of it? The fact is that there have been many tragic incidents under the left government. Uh, there have been deaths, similar deaths in different circumstances. Would the left have ordered a judicial probe? That means that you don't trust the state. Not every death, and most of the things that they went up to, it was the CBI that was inquiring. And all the major occasions when the left and left government was there. And nobody else knows that better than, than the TMC. That the point at issue is here you have a police acting as a political arm of a government in the state. Mm -hmm. Now that is something that is, does not augur well for democracy at large. Forget which is the ruling party, which is the opposition party. Now, for the sake of Indian democracy and the, for the sake of Indian public institutions, this matter cannot be allowed to be hushed up or pushed up under the carpet. Let there be a proper judicial inquiry. What is the problem? If, if what, the, what the government is saying is true, then let that come out in that inquiry. Right. Why, why are you shying away from it unless there is something you want to conceal? But, uh, Mr. Yechuri, if you are saying the police is an arm of the state government, that would be ironic because that's exactly what the Trinamool says or the police was when the left government was in power. And the point is, in fact, the sad bit is that we've seen these similar kind of clashes around the country when police come uh, come face to face with student protesters. It happened in Delhi, in India Gate, after protests by students, uh, the gang rape, they weren't, of course, political. Here again, the way police treat student protesters is really the heart of the issue. You were a student protester yourself and you know that Lathis sadly were part of the game. Because unfortunately, unfortunately in all the actions, I mean I've had cases of decaity on me. I mean you had all these cases first to as well we were student activists. But never have we seen this sort of brutality where somebody is killed under police custody. You know, this, this is something that at least I have not seen in my long uh, life, uh, I mean both in the SFI and outside in politics. And this is something which is a very rare instance. And if it's a rare instance, if it's an aberration, then it should not occur again for which corrective actions have to be taken. And if they have, if they have to be taken, let there be a proper probe. Right. I I'm going to go back, uh, try my luck again with Derek O'Brien. Derek O'Brien, uh, I apologize for the delay, but can you hear me now? I question to you, and if you've been hearing Mr. Yechuri and in the interview yes. I've, I've done with him, basic points is the left demands a judicial probe. Also, we heard the father of this uh, young boy who was killed today making the point that how can Mamta say his son's death is an accident, his son had injuries on his face. A post-mortem report says there were injuries on this boy's body before his death. Sonia, I don't think uh, this is the moment I want to comment on that specific uh, response of a father mm -hmm. because you or I would never understand what he is going through today. You know, a, a father who has lost his 23-year-old son, I mean, what he says and his emotional, it's, it's something which, it's, it's a parent losing a child. So I don't think in this hour of grief, 
uh, we need to make a comment on that. I think uh, everyone is grieved. I'm sorry. Uh, in fact, I spent some time this at Trinamool Bhavan mm -hmm. uh, today, our party headquarters, and there were young students, young boys of our party. Mm -hmm. The students were Yuba, uh, Chhatra, that means our students' wing, our Juba wing, our Yuba wing. They were walking in and you know they were also looking so depressed and down. So I think the first thing is it's a tragedy that a 23-year-old boy in uh, perhaps you know, with so much ahead of him has, has lost his life yesterday. And uh, from whatever is available now with the police, it seems that this was an accident. And I, I, whether it, was, it, it is an accident, we can't get the boy back. And I think what Mamta Banerjee did this morning as the Chief Minister of Bengal, in that, that is historical. It's sad that we lost the boy yesterday. And I say we lost the boy because it's not Trinamul or CPM or Congress. It's a boy from Bengal. It's a boy, young boy from India. Mm -hmm. So Mamta Ji went this morning, which is unprecedented. I don't want to do any politics today. It is unprecedented, but that a Trinamul Supremo, who also happens to be the Chief Minister, reaches out, goes and meets, tries to meet the boy's family. She can't get the boy back, but offers and stands by the family at this moment of grief. Uh, so many of, uh, and I'm, please don't get me wrong, but there have been 78,000 deaths in the last 35 years, uh, and there are so many young boys have died from both sides. The CPM culture never believed that a ch the chief minister would come to the house, and I'm not getting into any politics today because this is a sad moment. Yeah. But what really happened yesterday, you talked about the post-mortem report, Sonia, and that's, that, that's the point because it is apparent, it is apparent that the boy who's gone uh, was was uh, hit. The initial post-mortem report has come. The final post-mortem report will come. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's one side of the story. And mm -hmm. I understand that there's another side of the story. There is a young girl who is his companion and his colleague mm -hmm. who has a different version as an eyewitness. And we can also understand her emotion. Yes. And, and, the, and uh, you know, uh, but to suggest that this was some planned political killing and killing, no. It was an accident, and I hope such accidents don't happen because Mamta Di, when I spoke to her last night on the phone, uh, you know, she she almost choked. I, I choked with what she said. She said, "Very clear, it could have been anyone. The boy is 23. I have a nephew. She said he's 25. It could have been him who was, uh, you know, on a bus and and goes and uh, uh, meets with an accident. But so there, I, 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 I know it's an emotional moment. Fact, I agree with you, but I think it was a good gesture that especially because I know the vitiated uh, nature of politics in West Bengal, it was a good gesture that you went to the hospital. But the sister made the point today that, you know, the chief minister hasn't spoken to us. So in that sense, perhaps Mamta Banerjee should have gone that extra mile rather than saying an innocent person shouldn't die, but it's an, it's an accident. How does she know it's an accident? Just as you're saying, let's wait for the post-mortem report. How does the chief minister know it's an accident? No, I think the police, the police yesterday from whatever reports were available, and in fact, even the post-preliminary post-mortem report which has come today, mm -hmm. it is suggesting that it was an accident. And for those of these, these boys were all 331 of them, perfectly democratic right to demonstrate. After that, they were packed into the to the police in, into the buses, mm -hmm. and when there were so many of them there in the buses, it is it from all available reports of the police that he may have hit his head against some a lamppost. And for those of people who travel in bus in, in, in Calcutta, and who travel, you know, there is this uh, 
tendency you kind of stick up. But I, as I said, Sonia, that the, the issue is it was an accident. The postmortem report suggests now that today there is some metallic object. But to suggest that this is some political killing, it is not. No, you so may not. It and to suggest that you know there is this. Uh, yeah, I'm taking. Even if you're saying it's not a I political killing, I think you made a very interesting point. In a I sense, think, it, I, why are you saying it's an accident? You don't know it's an accident. Yet. I think that's you made an interesting point, Sonia. Go ahead. No, that's not. Just as just as I asked Sitaram yesterday, how can you say the police is the arm of the state government? That's what he's saying. I said, how can you say that? How can you say it's an accident? We don't know that. What did he say? He said the police no. is acting as an arm of the state government. You no, know, Sitaram Yechuri, I don't know. I don't want to make any comments about what Sitaram Yechuri said, but if he said the police is an arm of the state government, then I must react to that, even on a sad day like this. From 1977 to 2009, what he said is absolutely correct. The police was an arm of the state government. That was the mandate given to them. I want to make it absolutely clear that from 2011 in the last 21 months in the Mamta Banerjee government and I have sat in and heard some of those meetings the police have a very clear mandate in Bengal you ask the police officers they also will tell you their clear mandate is go out and do your job doesn't matter about what is the political color that's the mandate of the new Bengal but in think that mandate mm -hmm. this accident takes place how do, but Derek, that's what I'm asking you. Why do you keep saying it's an accident? Why did they do Why didn't we wait for the probe report? Why, in that sense, a father's grief? Why dismiss it as an accident? How do you know? The uh, the allegation is that the police went. They want to change of guard. Mamta Banerjee is the minister in charge. The portfolio is with her of law and order. The police may well have been unusually brutal, given that they knew that these were uh, students of the left federation. We don't know that, but it could be. How do you? How can you dismiss it as an accident? Uh, yes. Good question, good question. In that bus, in that bus, there were somewhere be between 40 to 60 students. Mm -hmm. And in that bus, on record, there was one home guard. There was one home guard. The demonstration took place at point A. They were being moved to point B. They didn't want to get off. You know, a, a person in Calcutta will understand this a little better because of the nature of the city and the nature of these horrible, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the lampposts, etc., which are outside. Mm -hmm. So, please, to suggest that this was a, you know, the police brutality, absolutely not. We have some of the, some of the brightest and some of the most efficient officers of the Kolkata police who, are, who now can breathe easy and do their jobs independently. And I really, on this sad day, hope that these accidents do not happen in the future. Because it's a it's not a boy who died of SSI. It's not a boy who died who's an opponent of Trinamool Congress. It's not important. It's a twenty-three-year-old kid who's lost his life. I agree, but again, Derek, and I and maybe in a sense because you're here uh, really uh, politically, and you may not have the answers to this. But just again, the questions raised by the postmortem report, which is why I'm saying you're not being hasty in dismissing it as an accident. Let's see. But the questions raised. I'll tell you says, about the postmortem. It says injury at the back I'll of the head. I'll tell you about the postmortem. It says injury at the back of the head. Let me tell it you. Says, uh, it says injury in the forehead. It says jaw broken. So he's got injuries both at the back and the front of his head on his face. Also injury marks in other parts of the body. All the I don't want to. A lamp post. I don't want to jump. I don't want to jump on your television program, but I will say this much: at the way the initial postmortem report, the final postmortem report, and I'm 
you or I or anyone else watching this program are not experts on forensic medicine. Yes. So it what it clearly looks like from the other people who were there is that it looks like there was a metallic object, looks like lamppost. This kid got hurt and bled to death. It's it's a tragedy because we're discussing these issues, but the bigger issue is the violence in student politics in Bengal. That is the bigger issue. This was an accident which happened yesterday. And from the time Mamta Banerjee government has come into power, that level of violence has come down. In fact, for the last six months, because of, again, the simmering violence, there are no elections are also put on hold, the student elections. The left front and the students, this is a brand of old communist, you know, idealism and daredevil politics. Nothing to do with yesterday's tragedy. Please don't mix up the two. That's I'm talking about a broader picture. Mm -hmm. Yesterday was a tragedy. Yesterday was an accident. And we just hope, we just don't want to make any comments about the family, what they said, what they didn't say, because they are grieving. So are their friends. There are some of their friends who are going on television channels and making pleas, you know, they saw but this happen, they saw that happen. Fair enough, it had, if, it had, if, it had, if it had to be my 23-year-old son, I would have probably yes. uh, said the same thing. So we need to... We need to take it easy a little. We need to I take agree, it easy. We need to distinguish the voice of the But I think the all is not to make. I think I agree, I agree with you, Derek, that you need to distinguish what's being said in the, the outpouring of grief. But perhaps the best answer is the truth, and which is why I think, which is the point I keep making, that why jump to a conclusion either way. That's, that's the point that you said earlier this evening that you've seen CCTV footage which indicates that this did happen because of this lamppost uh, theory. What is that footage you actually saw? Why isn't it being made public? Let me, let me, let me tell you, let me tell you that this was an accident. You just wait. One day, two days, no one is going to tinker with evidence. This is a police force doing their job independently. This is now in the matter of a opinion, B opinion, C opinion. Now, the, the, the left front and the communists have based their opinion on the girl and I really, I can empathize with the girl because I know what she's feeling. She's a young colleague of this boy. She said she saw the police beating, etc. I don't want to get into that this evening. I think we need to find the bigger solution and the, 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 the beautiful part, the beautiful part even in a tragedy, the beautiful part even in a tragedy is that in a state which you mentioned earlier, Sonia, quite correctly, where the political divide is so sharp, someone in Bengal will really appreciate it, and I'm glad you appreciated that. You said even when the political divide is sharp, Mamta Banerjee reached out. Now you ask me, why didn't she go and speak to the father? Why didn't she go and speak directly to the, to the friend? Because when she got there, there was obviously an outpouring of, of emotion. She, she, she figured that she's gone there, she's given the message, she said what she had to say, and she stepped out. Because what else can you do in a moment of grief like this? How the problem, however, Derek, is what I keep asking. Have the Mamta Banerjee, have you already decided what the conclusion of the probe is going to be? A probe has been set up, yet you are saying repeatedly it's an accident. Mamta Banerjee said it as well. Have you pre-decided the probe? We have not pre-decided the probe. But there are certain incidents which happened yesterday. There are certain incidents which happened yesterday. People who travel by bus in Calcutta, especially young people. You know, we ourselves have told so many of our young party workers when they come, whenever we finish a meeting of 50,000 people, I always remember an uh, announcement is always made in Bangla saying, please go home safely. Please do not stick your head on a bus. Please do not uh, 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 travel you know, on those uh, tempos and do crazy things. 
So it's 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 that. So it's it's uh, we we can really understand and we can feel. I'm not for a moment blame blame this boy for what happened. You know, it's been a it's been a it's been a sad day for Bengal. It's mm -hmm. been a sad day for India. It's been a sad day for everyone. But to suggest to even suggest. And you know, and there is an outpouring of grief in the, on, on the streets of Calcutta. This boy is a 23-year-old SFI uh, activist who was one of the 331 who went uh, there for the demonstration. There is an outpouring of grief. That's also uh, uh, quite natural. It's an unnatural death. From any way you look at it, it's an unnatural death. So it any an unnatural death when a life is snuffed out like this. I, I, there is so, yeah. because I've actually uh, got many questions coming in for you from uh, from viewers. Let me just ask you like a quick uh, uh, summary of them. Uh, Sumit Kashyap writes in saying, why is Derek defending things which are indefensible? We respect Derek. Why doesn't he speak his heart if, if possible? Mujibur Rahman writes in, is the TMC leftist, rightist, or anarchist? I'll just ask two or three and then you can decide. And the uh, last one is, will his leader apologize for the tragic incident? Take accountability as the minister in charge of law and order in West Bengal. I think the third uh, the third uh, question is 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 already uh, is already uh, answered in her gesture in the morning. I don't think at this time words matter, actions matter. And on the first question about Derek uh, being honest and defending, where there's nothing to defend, I'm speaking my heart out today as a Trinamool party, as an Indian, as a person who interacts a lot with young children and uh, and and you know so there's nothing to defend here or not not to defend i'm i'm only trying to say that it was a it was a tragedy which happened it was an accident which happened and let's pray that these things don't happen again but please don't suggest that this boy was kept there the trinamool congress gave some uh, some uh, you know some diktat to say knock him out kill him nothing of the sort this is far from the truth and let's move on tonight i i asked sita and actually earlier i said is the left also in a way Taking political mileage of this tragedy, we had demand was earlier make the point that where was the chief minister when this happened? She was at an IPL opening ceremony. Sitaram actually said, "Well, look, the chief minister is the head of the government, so in that sense, she is accountable. Like the prime minister would be accountable for any scam on his watch." So, Mamta Banerjee does hold moral responsibility for what happened. What would you say to that? And the charge that she is busy at the IPL opening ceremony, not listening or being available for students who are protesting. You know, this IPL ceremony, I didn't think NDTV. NDTV is way beyond this. Well, this demand is those other uh, cheaper channels who have one channel. No, no, the, uh, this IPL and mixing up the IPL with the death. Uh, please uh, don't demean your channel by discussing by discussing uh, that because that was an event in Calcutta. The one happy event and this was a disaster. This was a sad event. But Sitaram Yechudi giving uh, political mileage, if you ask people in Calcutta, everybody knows. And... Actually, Sitaram Yechuri and company from last night, seeing that this was a death, would have been plotting, uh, plot, uh, uh, plotting and planning last night how to extract mileage. But I'm going to restrain myself from making comments because I said it's a day of tragedy. One thing, the former Chief Minister Budhadev Bhattacharya also landed up today to condole. Where was this Chief Minister? Where was Sitaram Yechuri? Where thousands of people were getting hacked to death in Bengal and not those were not accidental deaths. They did not come to lay a single wreath. But today, before the pyre had settled down on this, before the embers had settled down on this boy's pyre, they were already queuing up with their wreaths. So please, this is a very sad occasion. And if the CPM is trying to get some cheap political points, 
So be it. I will not demean myself or my party to make any comment on that. Final question, Derek, just in the larger context of what's currently been going on in West Bengal, this seems really as another fallout of political violence we've been seeing increasingly, especially among student politics. We've heard uh, about Trinamool young uh, Trinamool youth workers attacking principal and uh, principal early in January. So much strategy quitting because there's a panic told by Trinamool youth workers to pass failed students. There's been a series of instances recently of Trinamool youth workers really behaving like lumpen elements, and this delay in student elections was seen as a fallout of that again. See, this delay in student elections is what? I think you have to, un to understand this, Sonia. We can have a good discussion on the history of violent student politics in Bengal from the 60s when, from the 60s and 70s and how it metamorph metamorph metamorphized uh, or rather created, church, uh, turned into the, uh, into the communist movement and the violent uh, Naxalite movement and the student politics of the 60s. Things have improved now. We want, Things but have that improved was now. Today, that is Peripotan. That is Mamadi is Peripotan, Derek. Why go back to the past? We want exactly, to do this Exactly. And that is, and let me give you, and let me give you the piece of the Peripotan. Because the Peripotan also is in numbers. Look at the Maoist violence. Look at those numbers. 460 killed uh, three years ago in Bengal. Mm -hmm. three, uh, now, how many killed from 460? to 360, to 56, now to zero. That is the Maoist violence which is under control. There is a lot of polyvortan happening. My only message to you, Sonia, and to everyone watching, there is a lot of polyvortan happening in Bengal for the better. And, of course, like yesterday's incident, a tragedy, an accident which happened, there is some sadness which is also happening. But if anyone expected the polyvortan to happen, and there will be a totally, you know, from, from ground, 100, you suddenly become ground zero. That's not happening. I would say from ground 100 of CPM rule, we've come to about 4 and 5. Mm -hmm. And we'll soon get to ground zero. Things so are changing for the better. Let's think on the positives. But today is a sad day. Today is a sad day. Any boy, and my, my, and really, I mean, you know, this is not about Trinamool spokesperson, or this is not about member of parliament. Mm -hmm. Just as a person who deals with young people, for whatever the reason, accident, no accident, to lose a boy like this is really, really sad. It is. It is extremely tragic. Derek, uh, as I said, uh, thank you for joining me. The Yeah, the sister, the sister this young boy said, the chief minister is like my elder sister. I reach out to her and ask for justice. Perhaps it would be a good gesture. Mamta Banerjee or the Trinamool walked across that divide and actually uh, met with his family as well. But as you said, nothing can bring back this boy. That's the grief. Thank you very much, uh, Derek O'Brien, for joining me tonight. Panchayat polls coming up soon in uh, West Bengal. So hopefully things will stay peaceful in the run-up to that. Uh, thanks very much, Derek. Let's go across now to Monodipa Banerjee, who's been reporting on this tragic death uh, since it happened. Monodipa Banerjee uh, joins me now. But let's just look also at these pictures, just the change. This young, bright boy, Shudipta Gupta, yesterday morning, just hours before he died. I mean, he looks younger, actually, than his uh, 22. He was apparently just going to turn 23. He looks younger than his 23 there. Bright, positive, sad, really. This picture, hours before his death. Monidipa Banerjee joins me now. Monidipa, the outpouring of grief we saw on the streets of Kolkata. Tell us about it. You've been covering this procession, the anger. We've heard both Sitara Miyachiri and Derek O'Brien say that neither will take political mileage. But what is the feeling there? Is the grief all from SFI activists and the people of Kolkata coming out? What? Tell us your perspective. Well, I'm at the crematorium 
which is where the last rites of Shudipto have just been completed. And a lot of inspired activists who are with me now have gone inside mm -hmm. to complete the formalities so that they can start moving out of this uh, crematorium over here. With me is another couple of SFI activists whose anger perhaps, now that this grief has been dealt with in a way, if you can actually deal with something like this, their anger is coming out. And the main question that they are asking is, how come the chief minister today passed a verdict and said the lamppost theory and lamppost is what killed Shudipto. Let me ask this young man over here, what do you think? The lamppost theory or did the police beat him to death? See, our chief minister, she has made this an habit that before any probe, anything, anything uh, circumstantial or anything, any sort of, without having any sort of evidence, she is going to pass her verdict. Even before the police says anything, even before the judiciary says anything, our chief minister is, going, is, is present there to pass her verdict. This we saw when this Park Street rape incident happened, then it didn't take her even a few seconds before she said that it, it was a scripted uh, affair. Today, all of us, we know what it was actually. This time also she has said that it's an accident. And we are thankful that at least she has said something because yesterday she happens to be the uh, the police minister of our state as well. And yesterday after the incident took place, it took place in the in the, in the the afternoon. Shudipta was declared dead in the evening. And at that time she was celebrating her leisure in the, in the IPL inauguration. I know, I know. I know. A lot of people uh, are talking about that. Let me ask you, today the chief minister did stop near the hospital where Shudipto's body lay. Was that good enough for you or do you think she needs to do more? हम लोग सुने हैं कि उसने आए थे आए थे लेकिन हम लोग के साथ कोई बात नहीं हुआ हम लोग एसएफआई का लीडरशिप वहां पे थे उसकी शुदीप्तो का जो पेरेंट्स पापा है वो वहां पे थे अदर्स अदर्स रिलेटिव्स आल्सो बी देयर लेकिन ममता बनर्जी किसी से कोई बात बिना बिना बात करके चले गए अगर उसकी कोई ऐसा इंटेंशन होता कि बात करना है तो बात करते have is judicial inquiry. You all have demanded it. Mantha Banerjee today did not answer the question. What do you think she will do? See, the incident that took place, Shudipto's death, we won't stop at calling it a custodial death. Basically, it was a custodial murder. He was arrested from Dharmatala. He was being taken to the jail. He was not released. He was not granted bail. Before that, he died. It, the, we are claiming that it, uh, it was a result of the scuffle that we had with the police. The police, one of the policemen, he had beaten him up to death. Government is saying that it was a, it was a, uh, it was an accident. That, but the fact remains that whatever it was, it took place when, at the time when Shudipta was in the in the police custody. So if it's a custodial death, if it's a custody, and for us it's a custodial murder, then a judicial probe is something. A judicial probe is something that the constitution has to offer. It's not a, it's not a privilege for which we are, we are, uh, we are uh, spreading our hands. It's, it's, it's something that the constitution provides us. How can a government, a chief minister, deny this basic right? How can she deny the constitution? Let us see. This is the question, really, that ultimately Shudipto's was a custodial death. They are calling it a murder. How can the government deny and refuse a judicial inquiry into this? This is a question that Mamta Banerjee may have to answer sooner rather than later. But in the meantime, Sonia, you asked me if people, ordinary people, were reacting, and I will tell you, yes, I met this, you know, elderly lady who was standing as the cottage of Shudipto was parting, passing by, and I asked her, why have you come? Are you politically inclined. She said, no, no, just a young life ending so suddenly and with such brutality, I had to come to say farewell to this young, young friend of ours. Also, Shona Chatterjee came out at Lake Road and he wept.
let's look at what happened from the beginning of the day today when Shudipto's body was first taken out of the post-mortem and taken to his college and then his home and then the SFI office. A 22-year-old student leader's death brought out thousands on the streets of Kolkata. Shudipto Gupta's friends called for a farewell lal salam to the young activist. The somber atmosphere, unable to contain the anger of the swelling crowd, aggravated by these statements by Mamta Banerjee when she visited the hospital today. A grieving father's response. What Mamta said is madness. Completely contradicting the official Trinamool and police claim. I myself have seen some of the CCTV footage which the local channels are running. It seems like what happened is that this lamppost, when the boy was thrown out of the uh, van and then hit the lamppost, he bled to death. But that's now history. Shudipto's death as a young leader of the Left Students' Federation has now become a political flashpoint catalyst. He was part of hundreds yesterday who were protesting against a Mamta government decision to delay college elections. Today, the Left attacked Mamta for being at the IPL opening ceremony when the protests were happening. আশেই উদ্দাম নিত্য নাচন কোদনের সমে তিনি সেটা দেখছিলেন উদ্বনন কুত্তে গাছেন এমন উপভোট করছিলেন Kolkata's anger spread to Delhi and Chennai but for Shudipto's family angry protests and government assurances came as little consolation Shubichar shudu chayna ebang CBI swadhan to chayna Questions that no one can answer, nothing can bring back this young boy. But the one, some of the larger issues that we are ignoring in this is also the question of how the police are dealing with young people. In this case, there were student protesters, unarmed. But look at what happened also in India Gate in December. Again, we saw armed police there hitting, uh, using violence against students who were unarmed. Again, here we see uh, students unarmed, they only have flags, they're marching. The fact is this boy, uh, Shudipto, had 
injuries all over his body. So he was clearly hit by lathis, etc. Do we really need to seriously reconsider how police deal with student protesters, whether of a political party or not? Those are some of the larger questions. But let's go back, as I said, to the tragedy of this young boy, the tragedy of a family left with just a father and a sister. Shudipto's mother died a year ago. The father remembered today how the young Shudipto used to make his meals and used to love listening to his violin. A distraught sister just asked for justice. A young life tragically lost there, a young life a waste for India, as Sitaram Yachri put it. Let's move to the other stories this evening, moving to political news. The Prime Minister, speaking at the Confederation of Indian Industry, today asked industry to be optimistic. He said they should not be unduly negative and that he was confident that India would regain a growth rate of 9%. He urged corporate India to keep its faith in the government's determination. Interesting at a time that Narendra Modi has been touted as a corporate favourite. The opposition questioned the Prime Minister's statements, asked for action. But the focus also shifting now to a speech tomorrow by Congress Vice President Rahul Gandhi, his first ever to an industry body. India Inc. was in full attendance at New Delhi's Ashoka Hotel for the CII's annual general meeting. Proceedings were formally kicked off by Prime Minister Manmohan Singh, who extensively spoke on the state of the economy. Prime Minister Singh quite candidly admitted that things have slowed down but expressed the hope that the current mood of pessimism can easily be reversed. I would urge Indian industry to have faith in our determination and avoid getting swamped by a mood of negativism. Corruption is a problem. Bureaucratic inertia is a problem. Managing coalitions is not easy, but these problems have not arisen suddenly. They were there even earlier when the economy was growing at 8% per annum. Amidst political uncertainty on whether UPA2 would be able to complete its term, the Prime Minister listed his plan of action in the coming weeks and months. Clear 31 oil blocks worth billions of dollars in two weeks. Clear a 14,000 crore project of NTPC to produce 2,000 megawatt of power in Jharkhand. A project that's been delayed for 13 years has been resolved. 12 coal mining projects fast-tracked even though no timelines have been given. Roads, railways, transmission lines exempt from panchayat clearances. End to crisis of coal and gas supply to power plants. Timeline mentioned is three weeks. Reviewing FDI liberalization on what more can be done in the coming months. Wishes for horses, we could all be riding. The point is that making mere statements that the economy will look up doesn't make the economy look up. While industry welcomed the Prime Minister's optimism, they will finally get to hear Rahul Gandhi's take on fixing the economy. For his speech tomorrow morning, there has been a huge rush. 
not just by corporate leaders, but also diplomats and politicians. I see some of the young ministers who are in charge of important ministries taking very good decisions. Some of the most important business and industrial persons are attending this conference. Should be exposed to all ideas, from the Prime Minister uh, to younger political leaders like Rahul Gandhi. Mr. Modi has been a regular at such events, but for Mr. Rahul Gandhi it's going to be a first. And it's quite obvious that his speech will be closely watched. With camera person Vijay Singh Patwal and Manoj Thakur, this is Sandeep Pukan reporting for NDTV. Well, joining me this evening is the Information and Broadcasting Minister Manish Tiwari speaking there on the Prime Minister's speech. Uh, Mr. Tiwari, of course, the Prime Minister's speech watched with extra interest today after that strong statement by uh, Janandhan Devedi saying, supporting the whole uh, Sonia Gandhi Manmohan Singh model and saying it's a model for the future. Any clarity on what that means if the UPA came back to power, a third term, a third term for Prime Minister Manmohan Singh or a possibility of uh, Rahul Gandhi opting for nominating a Prime Minister, uh, similar uh, Manmohan-like figure that this experiment would continue if the UPA came back to power? Well, uh, as someone who's been the spokesperson of the party and uh, Mr. Janardhan Devedi was my chairperson of the media department, and the one thing that I have learned from my little experience is not to add or subtract to whatever the chairperson of the media department has said. The Prime Minister has spoken earlier on this. Uh, it's a model which has worked very well over the past nine years. There has been perfect cohesion. There has been perfect harmony. And uh, we have uh, an incumbent Prime Minister and we as a government are focused over the next one year on economic consolidation, on delivering on some of the uh, reform processes which we had promised, juxtaposed with uh, our social agenda which essentially encompasses the food security bill. Yes. So therefore our priority at this point in time is really governance and uh, elections are still one year away. So therefore I think if you look at it in a broader perspective, mm -hmm. it was really an endorsement of a model which has stayed the course, which has held this country in good stead over the past nine years. No, but uh, Mr. Tiwari, you are saying that, of course, uh, that uh, you want to uh, comment on what the chairperson of your media department said. But the fact is, you are IMB minister, and he mentioned the prime minister who is the head of your government. He chose to say this could be a model for the future as well. So in that sense, this is not media speculation. He made that outline. What could that possibly indicate? What's the thinking within the Congress and the government on this model for the future? Is this part of hesitancy, the reluctance I would say for Rahul Gandhi to be Prime Minister if the UPA came to power? Well, obviously in the sense that uh, you know, if you have a model which has worked very successfully and uh, you know, we've delivered both on governance as well as uh, being able to uh, successfully manage a coalition notwithstanding an odd hiccup uh, here or there. So uh, when you look at a governance paradigm, these are models which are then replicated, they become uh, benchmarks for the future. So the statement of the Prime Minister and the uh, statement of the Chairperson of the Media Department you know, really need to be seen in that broad perspective. Right, uh, Manish Tiwari, of course, uh, the focus now on uh, Congress Vice President Rahul Gandhi's uh, speech at uh, CII tomorrow because the comparisons are being drawn between him and Narendra Modi. Narendra Modi has been very vocal with speeches to whether it's the student bodies, whether it's to conclaves, whether it's to corporate India, outlining a vision of development of governance. 
Many would compare that with Rahul Gandhi, who very rarely speaks in public. In fact, this is his first of uh, to an industry body, uh, and compare it to Narendra Modi's vision of development, as opposed to Mr. Gandhi, who hasn't been tested in this at all. I think, uh, with all due respect to you, Sonia, uh, the underlying assumption on which that question is based is completely erroneous. If I were to take you back to 2004, uh, there was an incumbent Prime Minister in Mr. Atal Bihari Vajpayee. Mm -hmm. The Congress fought the election. We came off much better. We constructed the UPA, ran a successful coalition for five years. Then the BJP yes. decided to put Mr. L.K. Bani up front. 2009, we increased our tally. So therefore, we do not decide our policies, programs, our agenda, or our approach to the people uh, based upon you know whom the opposition decides to put up. You know whether it is the BJP or whether it is the left or it is anybody else. Because if you look at the entire political spectrum, the uh, adversaries and the challenges which the Congress faces are varied. For example, in Jammu and Kashmir, we have a different political adversary from the one that we have in uh, Kerala. But in the case of the BJP, fortunately or unfortunately, given their geographical spread, mm -hmm. the principal challenge which they face is the Indian National Congress. No, but hasn't Dhaminish Tiwari, hasn't politics also changed from the time you mentioned of uh, Mr. Atil Bihari Vajpayee? Because it has in a sense come much more presidential about personalities and the comparisons are always between Narendra Modi and Rahul Gandhi as the uh, faces of the party, uh, BGP and Congress respectively in 2014. Why does Rahul Gandhi hesitate to share what his views are on governance and development in public forums like the CIA? Well, I don't think that is, uh, that is true because uh, Mr. Rahul Gandhi has spoken extensively on issues over the past eight or nine years. He's had freewheeling chats both on record, off record, which have been extensively reported. His views on economic policy, on international relations, on politics are something which are there in the public space. You see, unlike some people, you know, who then uh, put their views across, uh, you know, interacting with eminent anchors like yourself. There are others who allow their work to speak for themselves. So therefore, uh, you have different paradigms. And in the case of Mr. Rahul Gandhi, you know, his work both within the Congress party and outside, mm -hmm. I think is a self-speaking testimonial uh, to what he's been able to achieve over the past nine years. Well, Manisha, you, you interact with anchors and uh, work as well. So I don't think that one uh, actually rules out the other. But just to ask, the comparison on experience, those who would say that Narendra Modi has been a three times chief minister, he's proved himself electorally versus Rahul Gandhi who hasn't even been a minister despite the fact that the prime minister has asked him many times. So how can you compare the two? In, in fact, the BGP only makes a point that there's no comparison at all. Well, uh, there have been prime ministers in the past, Sonia, and I do not want to you know, get dragged into a hypothetical debate you know, whereby uh, administrative or governance experience, you know, really should be seen as an extrapolation of political experience because the Prime Minister is really the political head of the government and uh, whether it is uh, Dr. Manmohan Singh or it is Mr. Rahul Gandhi or for that matter some of the Prime Ministers that we've had in the past, their political experience has always stood them in good stead and they have uh, steered this country in, the, in an appropriate direction. Now to uh, 
uh, give you a concrete example. Yes. If you uh, look at late Prime Minister Mr. Rajiv Gandhi, you know, some of the things that are fructified in this country, the telecom revolution, mm -hmm. the entire emphasis on computerization, Panchayati Raj, the devolution of powers uh, to the principal grassroots uh, institutions in this country, you know, all that came out of a Prime Minister who may not have had uh, ministerial experience in the past, but in his five years as, as Prime Minister, you know, really set the direction and the trajectory for this country which successive administrations have followed. Well, that's a view, of course, that will be contested. But let me just, uh, before the next question, I'd just like to play this uh, reaction by not the opposition, but uh, the opposition within the party, some would say. Uh, Digvijay Singh, who reacted to what Janathan Devedi outlined yesterday, unlike uh, Manish Tiwari, is not as reticent about commenting on what Janathan Devedi said. Let's just hear what Digvijay Singh had to say. Congress Adhyak Srimati Sonia Gandhi and Pradhan Mantri Dr. Manmohan Singh ke जो संबंध रहे हैं वैसा उदाहरण आमतौर से नहीं मिलता है शायद भविष्य के लिए भी यही स्थिति आदर्श है मैंने आज तक कभी बात अपनी वापस ली नहीं है मेरा मत एक बात है और पार्टी का मत एक बात इसलिए जो पार्टी का मत है वही अब मेरा मत है Manish Tiwari, Digvijay Singh saying he stands by his opinion and he never goes back on what he said. So in that sense, he's made it clear he wants to see Rahul Gandhi as Prime Minister of the UK comes back and not with two power centers. Your reactions again to this model touted as a model for the future by Janathan Devedi. Well, first of all, I think uh, the uh, entire assumption that there are two power centers is erroneous. Uh, there are two individuals who play uh, distinct yet complementary roles. The Prime Minister as uh, the head of the political executive has delivered on governance. Mrs. Gandhi as the chairperson of the United Progressive Alliance you know, has done the uh, political management of the coalition uh, extremely successfully. It's a model which everyone has seen has worked. And one thing that I've learned as the spokesperson of the party is that once the chairperson of the media department speaks, you know, that should end the debate. <laughs> well, maybe Mr. Digvijay Singh should become spokesperson, official spokesperson, and he may follow the same discipline. Manish Tiwari, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Let's just look at uh, the other stories making news tonight. And two different CAG reports are creating a fresh storm in two different states. Ironically, the CAG report, which uh, questions the Delhi government in Delhi, has been used by the BGP here. But a CAG report questioning the Gujarat government is being used by the state congress there. Hypocrisies of political parties? Have a look at our special report. Not too long ago, the BJP held a parliament, slamming the government on the National Auditor's expose on coal. Now, not only is the shoe on the other foot with the new CAG report slamming the BJP's rising national star, but another report criticizing the Congress's star chief minister has exposed the double speak of both national parties. Both the reports were tabled on the last respective days of the assemblies. Clearly, both governments aware of the potential to cause embarrassment. The CAG's report on Modi government says that undue benefits were given to major corporate houses. LNT was given land at a price lower than the market rate, at a loss of almost 129 crores. Ford India was given land at low rates without proper valuation. Encroached land was regularized for SR Steel at lower rates. 
and there was short recovery of almost 239 crores. Penalty of 160 crores could not be recovered from Adani Power Limited. Further, the CAG says, lapses in Gujarat government's financial management were apparent, borrowing at higher rate, low returns on investments. The Gujarat government heading for an unstable financial position. And against Sheila Dixit's government in Delhi, the CAG says, that undue benefit was given to private power distribution companies. Since 2010, 752 crore rupees pending from DISCOMs, BPRL and BYPL. No penalty on DISCOMs was levied for irregular payments and that loss due to short billing for water in three years was almost 3,950 crores. 600 crores was spent without dramatically augmenting water supply. 28% of residents of Delhi were not getting pipe water. Two reports on the same day have sent both the BJP and the Congress scudding for cover. Sheila Dixit ji, custodian hai, ye janta ka sara paisa hai, aur us paise ko jis tarike se lutaya gaya hai, ye criminal negligence hai. Isliye unke upar apradhik karwai honi chahiye. Jinko Gujarat aur dusri states mein jo kuch kehna hai, wo kahin, ham Delhi mein hai. दिल्ली हमारी है और जनता के पैसों का हिसाब देना पड़ेगा और सीएजी एक इंडिपेंडेंट बॉडी है उस इंडिपेंडेंट बॉडी की रिपोर्ट के बाद मुख्यमंत्री बताएं क्या और क्या हुआ सीएजी के रिपोर्ट पर बीजेपी वहां हल्ला कोर्ट करती है संसद चलने नहीं देती यहां गुजरात में सीएजी का रिपोर्ट आखिरी दिन रखा जाता है इसमें तेरह करोड़ का गफला हाथ निकला है विपक्षी दल है उनको भी बहुत गंभीरता से इसके बारे में सोचना चाहिए क्योंकि वो भी सरकारें चलाते हैं और उनकी सरकारों को लेकर भी रोज जो सीएनडीजी है उसकी उसकी टिप्पणी होती रहती है तो एक गंभीरता से एक मेच्योरिटी से इसके ऊपर सवाल करने की जरूरत सो आर सीएजी रिपोर्ट्स मेयरली अ पॉलिटिकल वेपन एंड हैव द कांग्रेस एंड बीजेपी डबल स्टैंडर्ड्स बीन एक्सपोज्ड विद रोहित भान एंड अहमदाबाद इन न्यू डेली सिद्धार्थ पांडे फॉर एनडीटीवी Important questions there given the amount of time and energy that goes into these CAG reports and the serious issues they raise. Before we end tonight, the sports minister spoke to NDTV today and confirmed that Vijinder Singh had finally given a blood and urine test after the intervention of the sports minister Jitinder Singh. This was done by the anti-doping agency NADA and the results could be out soon, even later tonight. The minister told NDTV that if Vijinder tests positive, he should start rehab. He also said he was disappointed in the Olympian boxer. Uh, this morning, the blood and urine samples of uh, Vijendra Singh and other boxers have been taken. Uh, to, uh, as we speak, the tests are on. We are waiting for the results. Of course, uh, I think all the uh, sports persons, uh, the whole country is, of course, disappointed with, with this issue. But, of course, I feel that we need to look forward. Even if Vijendra has made a mistake, um, he should be, of course, be penalized, punished. But then, what after that? What after that?